This is the EWN Podcast Network. Equal and equality are two different things, right? So just because we're treating people equally doesn't mean that there's equality there between those two individuals because they each have different needs. And at the end of the day, we're all humans, right? We're all people. We all have specific needs. And one of the, I think, misnomers over HR is it's been so much based in compliance that we've totally missed the target on treating individuals as humans and truly being human resources. It's Lift As We Climb, a show that shares secrets about growing your business from the eWomen Network Premier Success Coaches and outstanding members from all around the world. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach and your host of the show. On today's show, we're talking about hiring and the science behind picking the right members for your team. Tracy Shirk is the CEO of Elevated Talent Consulting, and she's going to share the predictive index with us and how you can scientifically pick a complimentary person just for you and your business. Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The Expressory, your relationship-building concierge, Cultivating Sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing, and The LinkedIn Lifestyle, secrets and strategies to be a LinkedIn star. As an eWomen Network Premier Success Coach, I get the chance to coach and meet entrepreneurs literally from all around the world. Just recently, I talked with Miriam and Maria in Australia, Joy in Wisconsin, Paige in Idaho, and Julie in Colorado. It's so fulfilling to speak with business owners to hear what they're working on and how I could help. If we haven't had a chance to do a free eWomen Network coaching session, what are you waiting for? Anyway. I also get the chance to speak at some chapters, so I'm always trying to refine my talks and presentations. One that I'm kind of noodling right now is a summary of all the things that I've learned this year to transform my business. One of those items is the power of digital distribution. There are some e-network members that are already crushing this concept, so if that's you, just sit back and glow for a minute. But if not, listen up. There is a huge opportunity for every small business owner, and it's the unfair effect of digital distribution. What I mean by that is that the cost of creating a digital copy is virtually zero. In the Stone Age, when I started my career, you had a hard cost to distribute knowledge. Those of you with some gray hairs, like me, remember copying DVDs or cassette tapes or creating three-ring binders and the like. But today, you can create a digital copy and have a 1,000 people see that product for almost zero replication cost. That spread, the inequity, makes it mandatory to find a way to create content and distribute it digitally. It will look different for every business, but the concept is so powerful that you just have to find a way to harness this power for your business. I think we've all been romanced by the lead funnel or lead generation downloads as a good driver for in-person business. For example, get my free report on three things you can do to make more sales. But I'm suggesting you need to go further and really drive profit and grow your business. It can come in all shapes and sizes, and it could be a traditional course. It could be an ongoing mastermind you deliver in Zoom. It could be a pod class. That's a new format I'm playing around with. It's a two-week course as a podcast with homework for users. Or it could be creating a community. Inside a community, the experience gets better with the more people that join. Whatever it looks like for your business, I'm telling you that you must find a way to exploit this power. And if you need an idea, 
Perhaps that's the reason we should get together for a free eWomen Network coaching session. Just saying. All right, switching gears right now, we're going to talk about growing your team and hiring someone. For some entrepreneurs, we're talking heartburn city. The idea of having an employee is terrifying, but we all hope to get to the million-dollar mark someday. Odds are we can't do it by ourselves. Today's guest, Tracy Shirk, is the CEO of Elevated Talent Consulting, and her company takes a scientific approach to adding team members. Instead of guessing if someone will be a good fit, she helps people know if their employees will fit in the company and in their roles. Tracy, welcome to the show. For many small business owners, we aren't talking about hiring the second overnight bookkeeper. We're talking about hiring employee number one. In that scenario, how much of that first hire is about what jobs as a task and how much of that hire is based on their fit with me as a person running the business? Right. Absolutely. And that's a key question, right? Because it depends upon what the role is. And how often are we just not sure what that specifically is? So depending upon what the position is for that first employee, a lot of times it's task-based, right? We need them to do specific tasks because we as entrepreneurs are amazing visionaries. But what we're not is we're not great task people. However, guess what? We tend to hire people just like us because birds of a feather flock together. If we hire a clone or someone very similar to us, are we actually going to get those jobs done? No. <laughs> no. No. And that's why having a people strategy and people analytics is so incredibly important, even very early on in your journey. Because one bad hire can mean what? Oh, it could mean you're out of business if you're by yourself. Absolutely. So you said something interesting about people analytics, and I got to be a guinea pig before we came on the air. Tell us what people analytics is and what the predictive index tool is that you use. Absolutely. So people analytics uses science to back up how individuals typically behave. So it's looking at the typical behaviors that individuals have, and that predicts the type of jobs that they can be very successful in. So what predictive index does is with predictive index, you're going to create a people strategy that aligns to your business strategy so that you can get to your business results all using science. And that's what makes it fun. I went through it, okay? And it asked me a bunch of questions. Uh-huh. What are the questions that it asked? Because it asked two questions. And can you share what those two questions are to give people an idea of how quick and easy it is to go through it? Yeah. Well, how long did it take you, Pat? Not long at all. It's like less than five minutes. Yeah, less than five minutes. Yeah, absolutely. It was a bunch of just button clicking. Click, 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 done. And that was it. Yeah. So what it's asking you is it is asking you what specifically you believe, how you believe you need to perform and how you typically perform, right? So it's asking you those two questions. The wording is a little bit different, but it's pretty close, right? So it's asking you those two different things. What it's getting out then is it's saying, hey, this is yourself. This is who you are. And that doesn't really change, right? That's your DNA. If you take that eight years from now, Pat, you're going to still end up being a... What were you? Do you remember? I was a persuader. You were a persuader. And what was the little icon for the persuader? I was a microphone. It was perfect. I was like, yes. Yes. So persuader is then showing that you're an individual, showing that your leadership style is out there. It's take charge. You're very much a people person. 
it's showing you that, you know what? You like to be the one that creates the change, not implements the change. So following processes to a T is not your deal. And then it's also looking at how many data points do you need to make a decision? You don't need a ton of data points to make a decision, right? Right. So it makes you perfect for your role. So what the predictive index is doing is it's saying, hey, there's key things that we're measuring in your behavior, right? Your leadership style, the way that you communicate, the environment that lights you up, and the number of data points to make a decision. Based on that, we know how you tick, With that, we can do everything to to do a fit to roll because every single one of us is created absolutely perfectly the way we are. Yet, if we hire an individual, that specific role has specific requirements needed it to fulfill the specific items of the role. If we don't match those two things, guess what? That person fails in the role. Doesn't mean that person's a failure. It means that we failed to align our people strategy to our business strategy so we can get to our business results. Is this ever wrong? Do you give the predictive index and it doesn't come out right? Or is it pretty much right every time? It's pretty much right every time. So the predictive index has been around since 1955. It was actually created with MIT in World War II. So it has been found over and over and over to be incredibly, incredibly predictive. You can use it in hiring. There's other tools like DISC that you can't use in hiring. It's not validated. This is. So if you were recruiting for a role, it's legal and acceptable to ask someone to take this prior to hire? Is that part of an onboarding process or a candidate consideration process? Absolutely. So it's okay to do that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, regardless of what their resume is, which would be the things that they've learned, this would be like a DNA resume where you know who they are and then you could project how they fit into the role. So it's really getting an entire look on the person because as a former manager... And hopefully future manager if my company keeps on growing. Oh, it will, Pat. Come on now. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's the type of thing where you can see what they're going to be like when you fit them into the role that you've created. Because I've put people into roles who were qualified, but they hated it or they didn't perform well. Right. And it seems like this would be that extra dimension that you don't normally get in the hiring process. Right. And I'm thinking that you have. So have you ever hired somebody for a skill set that they have and fired them for who they are? Oh my gosh. And it's so heartbreaking too. Like, why don't you just do the thing? You're so good at this. And they end up not wanting to do it. Right. So there's three parts to predictive index, okay? The first part is that behavioral assessment that we just talked about. The second part is something called a cognitive assessment, okay? So the cognitive assessment measures can you do the job? Do you have the mental ability to do the job? The behavioral assessment is measuring, will you do the job over a long period of time? Okay. And then the third thing, the third thing that we're looking at is that job assessment. So the manager, HR, a rock star on the role, they're all going to take this job assessment say, hey, what does this job really entail? Right? So they're all going to take that, but you want to know where the gold is? The gold is in the calibration meeting where we sit down and we say, all right, y'all need to come together and help me understand and help you understand what really is needed in this role. Otherwise, you have one person saying, hey, this person needs to do this. The rock star on the role saying, I need to do this. HR saying that they need to do this. And then you hire somebody in and they feel like an octopus. They're being pulled in 75 different directions. Yeah. 
Absolutely. You didn't think we were going to talk about octopuses today, well, no, did you? I, I'm surprised that they came up this early in the interview. I kind of anticipated it, but it's uh, <laughs> earlier than I thought. Are there people that are old school that just don't buy this? Do you ever run into that, that people think, ah, oh, no, this is silly? Once they take that behavioral assessment and I say, how was that? So, Pat, we really haven't talked about it yet. So when you read through it, was it accurate? Oh, yeah. I felt completely seen. I felt like you were scanning my email history or something because I felt it was very accurate. Right. And that's a key piece, right? Is every single one of us need to belong and we need to be seen and we need to feel heard. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the golden things of predictive index is you can see that. And it's spooky, scary, accurate. But you can see that through the assessment. And then there's so many self-awareness tools in there of, hey, how do I need to be self-aware in the role of, you know what, there's times I'm going to have to shift a little bit in order to get this job done. And as a manager, I need to follow something called the platinum rule. Do you know what that is? Mm -mm. So do you know what the golden rule is? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. What's that, Len? Is that the do unto others is they all do unto Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're reading a Bible now. So the golden rule is, hey, treat others the way you want to be treated. Does that work today? No way. But the platinum rule is treat others the way they want to be treated. And so that's something we can really do with the predictive index. Hey, guess what? We now know exactly how they want to be treated, what their natural communication styles are, so that we can ensure we're doing well by them. And the best part is they're engaged in their work and we can get the most out of them in a way that they are fulfilled in everything that they're doing. You know what's interesting about that is that seems to be counter to what we were taught for the last, I don't know, 15 or 20 years in HR and management, that the golden rule in HR and management was treat everybody the same or else, have it down on paper or else, make sure that you're being equal and fair and talking to everyone in one way in order to, I don't want to say protect yourself, but be best practices of this is how you communicate with employees. What you're saying is, here's the thing that needs to happen. And there may be four or five different ways you need to communicate the message to get that same result from four or five different people. Am I hearing this right? Because it seems like a shift. Yeah, you are absolutely hearing it right. And here's the deal. Equal and equality are two different things, right? So just because we're treating people equally doesn't mean that there's equality there between those two individuals because they each have different needs. And at the end of the day, we're all humans, right? We're all people. We all have specific needs. And one of the, I think, misnomers over HR is it's been so much based in compliance that we've totally missed the target on treating individuals as humans and truly being human resources, right? So here's how I look at it. Are you ready? Go for it. And that is compliance and culture are two sides of the same coin. Compliance and culture are two sides of the same coin. Okay, go on. So what that means is in HR, we have all these laws we have to follow. So as the small business owners that we're talking to today, right? You walk in and you hire your first employee. There's over 25 laws you specifically have to follow right away, right? So that's a lot for any business owner that goes, I don't even know what I'm doing, much less to try to figure all this stuff out on top of it. So that's the compliance side. The culture side is with that first employee, you're building your culture. And where you see small businesses fail as they scale 
is they have not figured out how to shift their culture. If you don't create the culture, the culture creates itself. And what you're saying is that you can short circuit that culture building by knowing who they are when they come in and make sure right. you're treating them the right way from the start because you know what makes them tick as opposed to hiring someone that's not a fit for the culture you'd like to build and try and get them to fit your mold. That's not going to be a plan long-term, especially when you're hiring employee one or two. Your culture is an employee of two people. You better get it right when you start adding people to the team. And you know, let me add one more thing. It seems like the HR folks that I've worked with in the last 20 years, and this is not a blanket statement, but in general, the HR folks that I've worked with in the last 20 years have really erred on the side of compliance. Mm-hmm. Maybe the super top 1% rock stars could also pull off the culture part. But I didn't see a lot of artwork when it came to culture building or appreciating the greater good beyond the law book. Is that how you can tell if someone's really good in the HR role, if they can do more than just the compliance? I love your question. And there's many different roles inside of HR, right? Compliance is absolutely an important piece of that. But in order for that organization to grow and thrive, you have to be paying attention to the culture. You have to be paying attention to, hey, what do individuals need? Because otherwise, you're running up against those drivers to disengagement. In the old school HR, that was probably what you've seen over the last 20 years, those individuals are, I'm going to call them craftsmen, right? They're really good at following specific rules and not going outside the lines. With culture, you have to in a way, but you have to be equitable in what you're doing. So I keep using that word equitable because it's not the same for everybody, but it's consistent with what that is, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. It just sounds like a lot more work. And it also sounds like a much higher wire act to walk. That if you're trying to build the culture and you do something stupid, you can get fired or sued or have Mm -hmm. bad things happen. That's why it seems like the non-A players can rely more on compliance than culture because it's lower stakes. You're not going to make a killer mistake if you follow the playbook that corporate sent you. Right. Absolutely. So do you want to hear a fun story, Pat? So early in my HR career, I had an amazing mentor. And by the way, each of you should have a mentor in your life or find one. There's some amazing networks with wonderful mentors in them. And we're going to talk about one in a minute, right, Pat? Uh But with that, I had an amazing mentor. And we were sitting down, we were talking, and she looks at me and she goes, Tracy, it's not black and white. And I looked at her and I go, but it is black and white. I got into HR because it was black and white. And she goes, Tracy, it's all gray. And it was like this light bulb moment, right? That I'm like, oh my gosh, HR is all about dancing in the gray. I need to write my policies to ensure that they're equitable. And I need to write my policies to ensure that we're getting the things done that we need to get done, but we're also valuing the employees and what they bring to the table. Otherwise, my turnover's through the roof. Right. And you know what? I'm not serving my clients. There aren't a lot of other roles in the company that take on that much risk, though, with so little upside reward. If a CEO or a general manager or the boss owner has to make a tough call or use a little finesse like that, then there's profit sharing in the back end or the company grows and they get wealthier. But if you're a line level HR person or even an HR leader, you're taking on that kind of judgmental risk with not a lot of upside outside of doing your job well, that satisfaction of being really good at it. Does that make sense? Like it, it sounds does. like a judgment there. Yeah. 
Yeah, it absolutely does, right? Because HR is in a very precarious position between advocating for your employees, but yet being the voice of the employer. Right, right. (laughs) Who signs your check, not the employee. Yeah. Right. But yet it's so incredibly rewarding when you know that you're doing the right thing by your employees and there's a huge upside to it for the employer because that brings in higher quality employees. It engages your staff so that they're producing a much higher quality work product. And here's something interesting. And this came from Gallup. It was actually a webinar that I was on this morning from Gallup. And it is an engaged employee. 70% of the reason why that employee is engaged has to do with their manager. We're going to continue with Tracy Shirk in a minute. I'd like to dig in a little on leading your team in a crisis. Lord knows we've got plenty of that going on right now. This episode of Lift As We Climb is sponsored by Cultivating Sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. I'm using Cultivating Sales to not only organize my clients and partners, but I'm using it to manage this worldwide podcast. With this one program, I built and host the show webpage where guests can apply, book their dates, and subscribe. It also manages the email communications and Lift As We Climb VIP text program. This one program has replaced so many other subscriptions, it practically pays for itself. Stay close to your customers with texts, emails, sales funnels, calendars, a course builder, even a website builder. Get the secret discount just for Lift As We Climb listeners. Visit cultivatingsales.com slash lift to capture it. That's cultivatingsales.com slash lift. Also, the LinkedIn lifestyle, the secret recipe to attract the right people and build authentic relationships on LinkedIn. Before I worked with the LinkedIn lady, my LinkedIn was a mess. Then she introduced me to the LinkedIn lifestyle, and now I'm loaded with daily content ideas. My profile views are up, and my engagement is much better than before. If you're trying to do business on LinkedIn, join me and lead the LinkedIn lifestyle. Visit linkedinlifestyle.com slash star to get the free report, Five Fatal Flaws in Most LinkedIn Profiles. Watch your profile views and post performance soar with these tips. They work. Get the report free now at linkedinlifestyle.com slash star. And the Expressory, your relationship building concierge. I just launched the Idea Collective for Small Business Owners, and Jamie and the team at the Expressory are blowing my members' minds. When a new member signs up, the Expressory team is automatically alerted to send a personalized surprise welcome gift right to their doorstep. The members are so surprised, they talk about it to the group and on social media. They feel more connected to my mission. This is neat. Right now, you have a cool opportunity to experience the Expressory for yourself for free. Simply text the word TEST to 414-240-1315. That's TEST to 414-240-1315. And you'll get a surprise mailing, including various samples of their handmade cards. You'll love the experience and you'll want it for your business too. Try it out today. Let's continue with Tracy Shirk, CEO of Elevated Talent Consulting. Tracy, we're dealing with so much as an employer right now. How do you go about talking with people and leading during this time of crisis? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the first thing I want to say about leading in crisis is, especially for the individuals that we're talking to here, I mean, these are small business owners, right? So you're wearing the HR hat as that small business owner, most likely. And the key here is when you're leading through crisis, 
there's strategies that are changing. That strategy that you had for your business on March 15th is probably very different than it is today on June 23rd. We are June 23rd, right? June 24th. June 24th. I don't know what day it is either. (laughs) Yeah, we're at the end of June already. Thanks, COVID. So with that being said, when you're leading through a crisis, one, you need to ensure that you're doing right by your people. You need to ensure that you're doing right by your business. Those are two completely different entities. And then if you're the one running that, you need to ensure you're doing right by yourself and your family. That's a third entity, right? So as you lead through that crisis, it's really looking at that and saying, what do we need to do to best serve our clients? And do we have the staff on board to do that, right? So if you have a strategy that is all about things running the same exact way over and over and over again, there's a certain type of employee that's going to do that incredibly well. Now, if you have a strategy that is, hey, we're launching a brand new strategy and we're out there, we're promoting it. You know what, Pat? You are the perfect person to be in that role. But if the strategy now is we need to put widgets on a line and, and pump these things out and we need to look at all the financials and dot the I's and cross the T's and I say, Pat, that is now your job. Uh-uh. Right. No way. So this leading in crisis, it's a 90-minute workshop. It's free of charge. We're not charging for it. It's our gift, right? It is our gift to say, as business owners, there are so many things that you're trying to juggle right now from that business perspective and from that ethical perspective and from the, you know what? I know that this is where we need to go, but I don't know how to get there. We can help quickly define that of how to get there. And hey, do you have the right people on the bus to do it? That's a great resource. We'll put a link to that offer inside the notes of the podcast. And I want to ask one more question about Predictive Index. If you're a small business owner and you're thinking about starting to staff up, Can we get access to taking the type of personality test that you gave me just so we can kind of know who we are? Because I would imagine if you're going to start hiring, you better know who you are first. So how can Mm -hmm. we take the predictive index screener that you gave to me to kind of learn more about ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go out to my website, Elevated Talent Consulting, it says take the PI right there. Click on that button. You'll go ahead and you'll take it. You'll get the results. There was three reports that came out of that. Pat, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I looked through the three reports and it was... One was the snapshot of the results and one of them had more detail on what the results meant. And one of them, which I spent the least amount of time with was, okay, what to do now? Like how to care care and feeding of me, if you will. I'm sure you had a fancier name than that. But basically, who am I and how should you work with me in self-improvement? Right? That personal development chart. Yeah. Yeah. And that personal development chart, that's that self-awareness piece, right? So it's going, okay, so these are all my strengths. Yes. And, oh, geez, I see how I show up. Oh, that would be an easy switch. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds fascinating. We'll put a link to that inside the comments as well. But Tracy, it's been a fascinating conversation about how things have changed and how we can use data and analytics to help us make better hires and make our employees not only more productive, but more fulfilled and run that cultural shop that we want to have. I think we all want to have that happy, fulfilling workplace. And this will help us get there. Absolutely. And Pat, there's one thing I want to say before we sign off. And that is... Just because you're a small business doesn't mean that you don't have access to some of these tools. As small business owners, I hear all the time, data analytics, I can't afford that. That stinking thinking is going to stop your business from growing. If you're getting ready to hire another employee, 
or you're getting ready to hire your first, it sure makes sense to use the science to make sure you pick the right person. Thanks to Tracy for coming on the show to talk about hiring and exploring the HR profession a little bit too. It was a great discussion. If you'd like to learn more about Tracy and Elevated Talent Consulting, her contact information is in the show notes. If you're enjoying the show, you need to hop in as a Lift As We Climb VIP. It's simple. Just text the word LIFT to 414-240-1315. That's LIFT to 414-240-1315. You'll get a reminder when new shows are released. We'll also do some giveaways from time to time too. Last thing, we're doing a guest call. If you have something that you'd like to share, I want to put you on the show. That way you can share the spotlight with premier success coaches, managing directors, and VIPs. Visit liftaswecliminpodcast.com and you can apply to be on the show. Make sure to apply today before this list gets too long. That's liftaswecliminpodcast.com. This episode of Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The Expressory, your relationship building concierge. The LinkedIn Lifestyle, Secrets and Strategies to Be a LinkedIn Star, and Cultivating Sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach and a Premier Success Coach for the eWomen Network. Find out more about me at patmillerideacoach.com. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.